What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And today, I got my cousin, Max, on the show. What's up, Max? How you doing? What's up? Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. Should be fun. Um, We got a couple things we want to talk about. The NBA world's getting pretty spicy right now. Um, NBA finals are locked in. We got the two teams facing off, so we, we're going to cover that. We're going to talk about little bit about the Warriors and what they need to do as the news broke this morning that Bob Myers will not be returning as GM or president. So that's definitely interesting and to throw a couple of kinks in the plan of the Warriors. So we'll talk about that. But first, we're going to dis- we're going to discuss the uh, the NBA finals and what we got going on there. But first, even more first, we're going to I'm going to ask you a couple questions, dude, just so the people get to know who you are, dude. So obviously, I know a lot of these questions, a lot of these answers to the questions, but I'll just ask. So what teams do you root for professional sports teams you be rooting for? Definitely, definitely the Warriors, all Bay Area teams. Um, Money like finals. Who am I rooting for? Or? No, I just meant in general, what teams you root for. Um, but what? What are your who are your favorite players? Like what players do you root for in, in NBA, NFL, whatever you want? Who are your favorite players that you like? I have like an unhealthy love for Steph. <laughs> um I don't know, dude. I don't really know anybody on the Giants anymore. Crawford, solid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Gotta love the uh, Niners. Yeah, dude. Um and last question. I always ask this one to people. I try to switch it up, but who is the clutchest player in the NBA? Who, who would you say is the clutchest player in basketball? Um, well, I get lots of answers on this one, dude. It can't be a good dollar anymore. <laughs> retired. But, um, dude, that's a tough one. It's got to be Dame. Yeah. Has to be Dame. There's no yeah. other answer. Yeah, that's a good one. That's what I always say, too, when I get asked. I think it's Dame. Um, but I always get some Stephs, and somehow I get LeBrons. I don't know. Yeah, I saw a statistic. I don't know if it still, like, counts after last game, but Steph was still the all-time leading scorer in the playoffs in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he hasn't even been playing for, like, a series, which is uh, insane. Yeah, he was running it, dude. I'm so bummed that they did that they weren't able to help him out just a little bit more, dude. Could have. No, they could have done something, but awesome. Right on, dude. Good stuff. Okay. So let's get into this playoff madness, dude. Last night, the, uh, the Miami heat took down the Celtics. They beat them by, I think it was 17, 19 points. Um, in game seven, obviously the heat started up three, they were up three Oh, and then Celtics clawed their way back into it. Three, three. And then the heat just took it over in, in game seven. Um, I I think it's obviously it's really cool to see the eighth seed in the in the finals, um, but I think that the I mean I think that the Celtics were the better team when you just look at the just the team on paper, but I think the Heat were playing more as a team, um, and that's the reason that they ended up winning this. Um, do you think that? Did you think coming into it that the Celtics were going to win this whole series or the Heat? Like just coming into this series, did you think the Heat really had a chance? Um, yeah, I think they definitely had a better chance than their, like, 3% prediction that, was that they had, but, um, because they had just taken out Milwaukee, and the Knicks were kind of rolling, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I did still think, like, the 
Celtics would win because obviously they're better and deeper and Tyler Hero's out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, when they went three oh, that that surprised me. That I was not expecting that. And that kind of just that like momentum that mm -hmm. took them up 3-0, like won them the series because it kind of fizzled out towards like the middle, but they still were able to get it done. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I thought the Celtics coming into the series, I thought the Celtics were gonna win. Um, I didn't want them to though. Obviously, I was rooting for the Heat, but I thought the Celtics were gonna take it. And then the Miami went up 3-0. I just thought they were gonna sweep them. I thought it was over. And then it got a little crazy with and then my, the Boston's won three straight. Game yeah. seven, I didn't know. I just kind of anybody's game, dude. Back to the stinking garden. Like I didn't I thought the Celtics shoot, they had a good chance of winning that, but they just came out flat. Jalen Brown, dude, he had like eight turnovers last night. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You're not going to win a game when your second best player has eight turnovers. Um, So they just came out flat, dude. Obviously, Jason Tatum like rolled his ankle in the beginning of the game, so that may have affected him throughout it. But um, overall, dude, Miami's just playing more like a team. They got the – dude, the undrafted guys. They got Caleb Martin dropped 26. Honestly, Caleb Martin could have won the – MVP of the series, dude. I mean, over Jimmy Butler. I mean, he was freaking hooping, dude. He's been absolutely killing it. I know. Um, pretty unexpected. So he's killing it, which is good to see for the Heat, especially heading to the finals. But yeah. um the NBA finals are locked. We got the two teams now, the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. That starts on Ju June first. Game one is. Um, okay, so what the big question is which the odds are in the favor of the Denver Nuggets right now. They're like over minus 300 odds. So they're like way favored to win. Who do you think is going to win the series and in how many games? Um, I think it's going to be Denver in six, but I have been wrong the past <laughs> three times in a row against Miami. So I have no idea. Like, Denver's extremely deep. Jokic is playing unreal. They just need to stay healthy and they're good. But I don't know. You just can't sleep on Miami. Yeah, dude. You definitely can't sleep on Miami. I think I want the Heat to win. They're the team that I want to see win. I like Jimmy Butler. I think that would be cool to see. Yeah. Um, Spolsch will get another ring. But also, I think it's kind of a win-win. I mean, obviously, we – you and I both did not want the Lakers to win to make it anywhere. So it's cool that they're not in it. I wasn't a big fan of the Celtics either. So it's kind of cool that they're not in it either. So really if either of these, te either of these two teams win, um, I'm not mad at all. I want the heat to win. However, if I was going to put money on it, I'd go with the nuggets. I think that they're rolling right now. They look like the best team in the league. Jokic kind of looks like the best player in the league right now. Uh, he's playing extremely well. He's like hitting these ridiculous shots that are like just unreal. I don't even know how he's doing it. Um, just on every aspect of the game, dude. Defensively, he's actually stepped up a little bit as well. But um, he's just like killing it everywhere and leading the Nuggets. Who swept the Lakers? Um, right, they've had like a week and a half off. Like they've had such a long break, which some people could say could affect them. But I think they're gonna be fine. Um. You know, I'm going to go with the Nuggets, and I think they're going to – I do think the Heat will get one game, potentially two. Um, So I'm going to go with – I might go Nuggets in five here, dude, as much as I want to see the, the the Heat win it. um, They kind of looked a little 
there were times last series where they were looking not as fluid as they could have and the nuggets i think will just take advantage of that i think the nuggets will have one game where you know they might have a brain fart or whatever but overall i think the nuggets are pretty much gonna sweep this up pretty easily so i give them like a gentleman's sweep i'll give the heat one game um but and then i got yoki 20 finals mvp dude obviously who else is gonna win this guy's gonna this guy's gonna ball dude um the joker is is crazy. One thing I did want to ask though, because I know that the MV I was just talking to my buddy about this last night. I know the MVP's regular season award. <clears throat> but after if it was a playoff award, okay, so before the regular before the playoffs started, who was your MVP of the season? And now that you've seen the playoffs, if that was like if that affected it, who would you give it to now? Um I mean, I thought from the beginning, or like at least the end of the regular season, it was definitely Jokic's MVP. Mm-hmm. He had an unreal season. I also think voter fatigue yeah. is unfair, but it is a real thing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think that definitely influenced Joel getting it, especially like after his uh, performance in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He kind of shrunk. Um, but... Yeah, yeah. It's just as kind of the same. I was in between the, th- I I thought Giannis. It all comes down to voter fatigue, I think as well. Giannis had two MVPs back to back, and then Jokic has two MVPs. So Embiid gets his now. I think if I think though if you know Giannis or or if Jokic had this season, like if all three of these guys had this season like five years ago. I don't think it would have gone to Embiid. I think it would have gone to Jokic. But since they've all have theirs already, um, Embiid will get his. So they have to spread it around, I guess. But um, Jokic clearly has outplayed him in the playoffs. Um, and the regular season, I mean, if you take Jokic off the Nuggets, dude, <laughs> they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you take Giannis off the Bucks, I'm a huge Giannis fan too, but they won games without Giannis. Like they were actually, when Giannis wasn't playing, they were actually winning a decent amount of games. And um, same thing goes with Embiid. So um, I don't think either of those teams would be good still, but if you take Jokic off the Nuggets, dude, I mean, they're literally nothing. So yeah. Uh, Jokic would have, Jokic was my pick and um, he'd still be my pick if playoffs had to do with it. Cause he was just rolling steam, rolling through everybody. Um, but yeah, dude, freaking NBA Finals. I'm super stoked for that to watch. That. A lot of people are talking about how it's not going to be it's not good for the NBA because you the Lake, yeah, dude, it's like Lakers aren't in it and who's going to watch that? I'm like, this is like more entertaining than yeah. You know, why why would you not want to watch this as an NBA fan? As mm-hmm. like this more is, exciting. That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, obviously I'd rather watch the Warriors be in it, <laughs> but um, they're not in it, dude. So I'd rather take this. This is like something we've never seen before. It's like kind of a cool matchup. So I'm definitely excited for that. But we can uh, – <laughs> I want to talk about the Warriors, dude. So let's get into that because there's obviously a lot swirling around there. Um, I haven't done an episode in a while, so I haven't even covered this. Um, I don't think I made an episode after the Warriors lost. I was super devastated, and then I just got super busy. So then – I just didn't really make one. So we can talk about that a little bit too. I know it was like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. Warriors got, oh, they lost in six to the Lakers, obviously. And then the Lakers went on to get swept. Um, 
it was a long time ago, but what do you think were the biggest problems in that series against the Lakers or the Warriors? Um, I just don't think we matched up with – I just don't think we matched up well with them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was another offseason of not getting a big and not really making any crazy moves at the deadline, and I feel like we should have. Didn't play our young guys the whole season and then expected them to ball out against LeBron and AD. Um, I don't know. I just think it was a recipe for failure because I just don't really think we were prepared for that. I think we were just expected to roll through the playoffs as we always do. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just kind of didn't happen. We just matched it. We met up with the team that yeah, we just did not match up with well at all. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with everything that you said, dude. I think that um, the first thing about um, just the matchup, <clears throat> they're huge, dude. The, the Lakers, they were a big team, and we were obviously not. Um, so there was definitely a problem there, but the biggest thing goes back to the offseason and the deadline, dude. We're not making any moves for any bigs, dude. I don't know what the plan was there i guess we won the championship last year we somehow pulled it off and i guess they just saw we could run it right back and it was a terrible idea i mean re-signing igadala to just sit on the bench and do nothing all season was a terrible decision set it from the beginning it just doesn't make any sense because we know he's not going to really play and then he gets injured um so that just took up a roster spot it could have been a big there any big dude i mean just somebody seven but just some big presence that we could have had down there you know demarcus yeah. cousins that's on white side anything like that just some big old guy um even dwight howard before he moved off to taiwan dude like just somebody big to grab rebounds just have a presence there um so that was terrible and then um the young guys, dude. Well, okay. They didn't, yeah, they didn't play Moody at all in the regular season. And then Curtis shows him in there. Moody actually played really well, which I was happy with. Um, but that, what I didn't understand why he didn't play in the regular season. Cause he was playing extremely well. Um, Steve Kerr's lineups, dude. Then you get to Jonathan Kaminga, who didn't play like a minute of valuable time in the playoffs for some reason. Um, he was, I don't know. Jonathan Kaminga has like star potential, dude. And Steve Kerr likes to sit him on the bench. Uh, for I don't know why. I mean, I've been trying to think about it. Like I've I've talked to so many people about this, and people are like, "No, it's not Kerr's fault." I'm like, "What's the reasoning?" I would never. Obviously, we're not in the locker room, so maybe there's something going on there. But I highly doubt it. Um, I don't know, dude. Not playing Jonathan Kaminga makes absolutely zero sense, in my opinion. That was a, like nobody could convince me that Jonathan Kaminga playing in that series would have made us worse. I don't buy that, dude. He would have helped us in some way or would have stayed the same at the worst, dude. He's not going to tank the team. So I don't understand why he didn't, why they didn't play him. That, that's just, that was like my biggest critique, dude, was yeah. no Jonathan Kaminga. Um, so you got Steve Kerr not playing Jonathan Kaminga. And now we got, you know, we obviously Jordan Poole was struggling big time. Wasn't really doing much. Um, Clay had his struggles for sure. Um, it's like the Steph show, really. And, you know, DiVincenzo in the last game. But overall, the team didn't really help Steph all that much. So that kind of leads us to what the heck are the Warriors going to do in the offseason, dude? <laughs> like, who's going to be here? Who's going to not? So... 
I think the four main guys that we see kind of appearing in, at least on Twitter, like rumors and stuff, which I don't know how true, obviously, a lot of these things are. But out of Draymond, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, and Clay Thompson, who do you think is most likely to be gone next season? Draymond, Poole, Clay, and Kaminga. I have no idea. I think it it's interesting how Myers left the team. Yeah. Like at the time that he did, because he left it with whoever comes up next making an absolutely massive decision. Because yep. this year was clearly you can't win with like the old and the young on the same team really it doesn't really work out no. you're gonna have draymond punching people in the face and yeah. all this like drama going on um <laughs> so it definitely depends on who they sign for gm and what direction they want to go in because if they want to just boom rebuild like i could totally see clay maybe clay mm-hmm. draymond like mm-hmm all the old guys except for Steph. Yeah. I I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think that makes much sense to to rebuild with Steph. I hope that Yeah. You know, unless their plan is to get a bunch of dudes in their prime right now, like not like superstars but like guys who can really contribute, but like to go super young but keep Steph makes no sense. But it's I I mean I've heard so many things about that too and if that happens I'd be super bummed. I mean that just to me, I just think that they have to. I mean, in my opinion, what I think they should do is I I love to keep I love to keep the core together, dude. I mean, I'm I want to keep Draymond and Clay. I know a lot of people want Draymond gone, but I love to keep him. I hope that maybe he can opt out of his player option and then sign a smaller contract. And then same thing with Clay. I hope his extension. Yeah. He he kind of he's kind of nice to us and lets us and mm-hmm. takes a pretty big pay cut. That'd be nice, dude. Um. But, you know, I, I love to keep those guys together. I think, you know, Steph thrives next to those two, regardless of how well they're, you know, regardless if Clay's just bricking shots. I mean, he was a total brick in that series. But, you know, him and Steph together, they thrive when they're next to each other. And same with Draymond. Draymond and Steph have some of the best chemistry I've ever seen, like of two players ever. So those three guys I'd love to keep together. Um, I wouldn't mind trading pool. Uh, he was pretty terrible in the in the playoffs, and I don't I don't think that he'll never be good. I mean, I think he could be good totally, but we don't know. We don't have a whole lot of time to wait, and I think it'd be nice to trade him for somebody who could contribute right now. I know he contributed last season, dude, and he was playing really well, especially in the playoffs. And then this season, he just totally I don't know what happened. I guess the punch. I mean, we talked about this. It might have had something to do with with Draymond just clocking him right in the face before the season started, dude, because. I don't know what happened, dude, um, with Jordan Poole this season. But do you think that if you were the GM, if they if Bob, if 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 Joe Lacob gave you the job of GM, would you uh, what would you do about Jordan Poole? I know a lot of a lot of it depends on like who you can get this and that. But like, would you look to trade him? Um, um most likely. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's just a question on when. I think maybe he'd have more value like mid-season, depending on mm-hmm. how we're doing, and like, mm-hmm. um, because his value right now 
is probably a lot lower than last year. Yeah. But yeah, I would probably probably trade pool. He's been uh he's just immature, mm -hmm. inconsistent, and I don't know. He's uh, he, Yeah. No, I yeah. agree, dude. Um a lot of the whining because there was like things of him saying I was whining for minutes and stuff. He's not getting enough minutes. I'm like, dude, no you're not nobody playing that bad deserves minutes like that, dude. I mean, I thought he should start getting DNPs, dude. I didn't think he should have been playing at some points during this uh, during the playoffs, dude. I mean, he was like terrible. Um, so I I wouldn't mind it if they sh you know shopped Jordan Poole, looked around for something else. Um, again, I don't think that means I'm not if they kept him, I think at some point he'll be able to turn it around, but who knows, dude, it might have to do with that. Literally, it might be something with that dynamic with Draymond Green, like getting punched in the face. Could have altered some things in the chemistry, dude, because yeah. I don't know. Ever since that happened, everything went to hell in a handbasket. But I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So Jordan Poole, but the one thing that I don't want them to do is trade Kaminga, regardless of young, old, what how, whichever direction we're going. I don't want them to trade him. However, I think that they might, which scares me a little bit. Um, if they trade Kaminga, I'll say two things. One, I blame Steve Kerr for for that, 100% for not playing him. Um, but also that I 100% believe, and I'd put a lot of money on it, that in like five years, we'll look at that and regret it big time. I think wherever Kaminga goes, dude, dude, okay, Kaminga could be playing big minutes anywhere right now, like on so many different teams, dude. Jonathan Kaminga could be coming off the bench, playing like 20 plus minutes a night, even in some starting rotation suit, he'd be, he'd be contributing big time. And that's the thing with him, dude. It's not like he's some young guy who, yeah, he needs developing, but also like he's contributing right now offensively and defensively. And he provides like hustle and energy, dude. So, you know, if they end up trading, Jonathan Kaminga, dude, just because Steve Kerr chose not to play him in the playoffs for some strange reason, I'd lose my mind. What do you think about that? How do you think they should? What do you, how do you think they should handle Kerr? I agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah, it just makes no sense on why he's not playing. Mm -hmm. It's like it feels like Kerr's giving the excuse that he's um not playing because he's like making mistakes and all yeah, this yeah. stuff but like he's never going to be able to overcome those mistakes and if he just never sees the floor like it makes mm -hmm. no sense like i think i don't like the jordan pool to the g league probably didn't really help in the long run because now we just feel like oh we could just bench all these players that are doing bad yeah and just send them to the g league for a little bit and they'll come back stars which mm -hmm. like most likely won't happen yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know um but yeah i would a hundred percent regret trading jonathan kamingo wiseman i'm a little bit okay with but i think mm -hmm. kamingo has serious potential for the future yeah he dude the minutes to prove it definitely dude i agree with that and i think you know a lot of people are like the playoffs aren't time to develop players like the playoffs that's not when you like develop your guys but number one it's not like he is in some situation where he's terrible and he needs developing he's contributing dude when he plays i mean he's making shots he could work on his jumper obviously in his offensive game but he slashes dude he can get to the rim he's a great defender dude he's super energetic and that's what the warriors needed a lot so the whole like you don't develop players in the playoffs it's like 
it's not like he needs developing right now for how his skill level is. So that's yeah. dumb. But also, dude, the he makes mistakes, dude. Jordan pulls in there every day, every day, and he makes stupider mistakes every single game. So that's that's a terrible excuse because Jordan sure. pulls out there. I never think he could make a dumber mistake, and he ends up doing it the next day. So, you know, Jordan Poole makes all these mistakes, and then saying Kaminga is not going to play because he made that one. Everyone's freaks out about that one stupid play he he played in the in the Kings series. I don't even know if you remember it, but there was like a rebound, and John Lee Kaminga was standing in the corner. I don't know if he took the shot or not, but the ball kind of bounced in front of him, and he just like stood there and he didn't go get the rebound. <laughs> and everyone's like freaking out about that dude. And like Steve Kerr took him out after that, and everyone's like, "That's the play that like cost him." Like, Kerr, you gonna take that guy out for one time? He didn't get the rebound when Jordan pulls out here hucking up forty footers, dude. So, you know, True. doesn't make any sense. I think we'll regret that in the long run for sure. But, yeah. um. Again, if I was the GM of the team, I would keep uh I would I would try to persuade Clay to take a pay cut. I would hope that Draymond would opt out of his deal and take less money. Um and then um not trade Kaminga. Kaminga is honestly untouchable for me. And then shop Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole can if we could find something for him, I'd definitely trade it. But you can't just run it back with the same exact team, you know, because it clearly did not work. So you have to change something. And I think trading pool for somebody, you know, some 27, 28 year old um, pool P. Yeah, dude, like pool PBJ first rounder for Siakam. One year of Siakam, dude, give me that all day. I would take that, dude. <laughs> or hey, too, dude. Yeah, dude. I know. He has potential. Yeah, he does. That's true. Um, So he could he could be something good, too. So, I mean, I don't even know at this point. It's like they, they have to change something. Um. If you wanted to get somebody like Siakam or just, I mean, he's good. So if you, that's kind of unrealistic, but like somebody lower than that, you, you'd have to try to throw in um, some other pieces. But overall, yeah. Warriors offseason, dude, it's going to be interesting. No Bob Myers um, for the first time in a while. So, really, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know who's going to be the GM, who's going to be all that. But Warriors have decisions to make, dude. But I will say, dude, that, a lot of people talking about the dynasty's over. I think as long as Steph's on the team, the dynasty is very much alive, dude. It really just depends on who the front office puts around him. If they put the right pieces around him, um, then he can succeed, dude. I mean, it's Steph Curry, bro. I mean, he could he can succeed with the right pieces around him. So um, the dynasty's still alive. That's what I'll <laughs> say, dude. That's what I'll say. Um, but Absolutely. You got anything else to add about the Warriors, dude? Um, yeah, I would say one of the most underrated things that I admired about Bob Myers mm-hmm. that I'm going to miss mm-hmm. was how many times he would give players like second chances. Like mm-hmm. the amount of careers that he revived was insane. Sean Livingston, mm-hmm. um, JaVel McGee. Oh, yeah. The list goes on, dude. Like, both of those players were just absolutely screwed. And I don't yeah. know. That was kind of just, like, what made the Warriors back in the day. And I'm going to yeah. miss that a lot. Yeah, dude. Like, the the small piece, because that's been the story. Obviously, obviously, the Warriors have had stars, dude, um, throughout this dynasty. But they've had, like, the small pieces who have been contributing, dude. Like, the two guys yeah. you mentioned. And that's, I um, think... 
sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. no, go ahead. Uh, airplane. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I think the most underrated aspect of Bob Myers was, was just, yeah. it wasn't like bringing in the stars and like making the huge trades. It was like finding those pieces that they like really needed, like the mm -hmm. GPUs and like, yeah, John Livingston's again, like that was one thing that we're going to miss out on. I agree, dude. I 100% agree, dude. Sean Livingston and JaVale McGee and Gary Payton, dude, were revived here. And obviously JaVale, dude, JaVale McGee was the, the laughing stock of the league, dude. And then he came here, won a championship. And then everyone was like, dude, this dude, this dude can play, dude. Like he's contributing center right here, dude. And then he went off yeah. and went to the Lakers and all that. But, um, revived JaVale McGee, Sean Livingston. Dude. I was just talking to my friend on the phone last night, dude. Sean Livingston is one of my favorite warriors of all time. <laughs> oh man. It's so sick, dude. It's like when Sean Livingston would get to that spot, that little mid range spot, I just yeah. you might as well just go back to the other side of the court because he's gonna make it, dude. Like every single time, but it was insane, dude. That guy, John Livingston, was sick. Um, and obviously Gary Payton, dude. You know, guys got the most hustle on the team, the most like heart on the team, and defensive monster, dude. So, yeah, that's a good point. That is one thing that I will miss about Bob Myers as well. That's a really good point. Um, finding those guys who. Nobody would think would really be contributing that much, but end up contributing like crazy to the championship runs, dude. So um, definitely will miss that. I, it's going to be so interesting, dude, like not having a – not knowing who the GM is, not it not being Bob Myers anymore, dude. Like that's yeah. like all we've known for, you know, the past several seasons um, for a long time. So like a decade or so now. Um, so, yeah, dude, going to be crazy. They have a big decision to make. Too. yeah um a lot of a lot of things that a lot of things that they have to look at yeah like you said dude they kind of got thrown into the fire right here i mean this G this gm's <laughs> coming in dude yeah. and they're gonna have to make some decisions here um that's why i'm kind of thinking it's going to be somebody within the organization like lake of sun I, I guess um i don't know bringing in like an outsider and like okay here you go dude like figure it out i feel like it's going to be somebody who's kind of familiar with the situation and uh, knows a little bit because if you i hope it's not kerr i hope kerr oh yeah has nothing to do with the gm process <laughs> yeah dude. me too dude. i was just looking at his uh like trades and signings before this and <laughs> when he was a gm for the Suns, and oh my god <laughs> <laughs> was it just terrible <laughs> yeah he traded Shaq one year and the whole fan base of um, Phoenix just completely turned on him. And he had to leave. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, hopefully he gets the door. number one in Phoenix. That's so funny. I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, dude. I ho Hopefully he doesn't step anywhere near Bob Myers' old office, dude. <laughs> just get yeah. away. Stick to the sidelines. Even then, sometimes I question him a lot. But anyways, um, right on, dude. Again, anything else you need to add? Anything else you want to talk about? Anything Warriors-related? or Good. Thank you for having me, dude. Heck yeah, dude. That was a lot of fun. Not a whole lot to talk about right now. NFL, obviously, there's not much going on. Um, So just kind of discuss NBA Finals and the Warriors, obviously. But dude, yeah, right on. Appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. Um, everybody out there listening, thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, you can find me on social media on 
Instagram at the night shift dot pod on TikTok at the night shift pod and on Twitter at the night shift two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end. And you can subscribe, like, do whatever, give a rating, positive ratings, please. That'd be super nice. Uh, but be honest, you know, let me know how we did here. And again, I really appreciate you making it to the end. Uh, Max, again, thanks for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll have to have you on again. And everyone out there listening, thank you. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace. Go!